four metal strings. A red bird danced with a green bullfrog. Well, that's what this song says, and it's called Buckeye Jim. Way up yonder above the sky, a bluebird lived in a jaybird's eye. Buckeye Jim, you can't go, go weave and spin, you can't go, Buckeye Jim. Yonder above the moon, a blue jay nest in a silver spoon. Buckeye Jim, you can't go, go weave and spin, you can't go. Buckeye Jim. Way down yonder in a wooden trough, an old woman died of the hoop and cough. Buckeye Jim, you can't go, go weave and spin, you can't go. Buckeye Jim. Way down yonder in a holler log, a red bird danced with a green bullfrog. Buckeye Jim, you can't go, go weave and spin, you can't go. Buckeye Jim. I'm your host, Gil. Coming at you with fine music and memories, old music and recent memories. I hope that you're all doing well out there in music land, safe and sound. It's been an extremely trying time for us all, I'm sure. It must be hard for you never leaving the house and cooking for yourself and not keeping up with the trends. Not so hard for this old DJ with his bag of records, his winning smile, and his radio face. But I'd like to tell you all about my personal journey down the river of coronavirus. A rocky journey. A story of intrigue, danger, and... Uh, uh, intrigue? Did I, did I say intrigue? Anyway, it all makes sense. I'd like to explain to you what happened to me and share things with you, so don't go anywhere. Huh. Sit down on a comfortable wooden chair by the internet radio with your family. And let's listen to some fine tunes from artists like Steve Elliott with his One More Time or Mr. Burl Ives before this with Buckeye Jim. And we'll reminisce as we so infrequently do, when the pace of life is too fast, it's always time to be forced to slow down. And that is what we do. Keep it slow. 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 Even slower. Even slower. With toppers. Even slower. Even slower. On a fork could down the way on a Tuesday afternoon. We're leaving a mess on a sailor's chest to be cleaned up by the spoon. Top of the pops. To you, sir, as the top of the pops. Now, if you love your mum and dad, please give them lots of props. Put that cellular phone away and trim those mutton chops as the top of the pops. Did you hear me the first time? It's the top of the pops. I call them as I see them, be they platinum or BM. Good egg, bad egg, no. It's the top of the pops. The best in good music of days gone by. It's the top of the pops. It's the top of the pops. Top of the pops. It's the top of the pops. 
It happened just a few short Tuesdays ago. It must have been around 3 p.m. 3.05 perhaps. I was preparing my toppers for broadcasting on the Boston Free Radio. I'd begun the show with a dazzling Gene Marshall song poem about the experience of working at a gravel mill in Arkansas, and it was time to play the Topper's theme song, a welcome one-minute, ten-second respite from the day's cares, when your host typically takes the big dump in the Topper's house-house studio rest haven. It's a long-standing tradition that I adhere to, ever since my move to Portland, Oregon, from Somerville, Massachusetts. Around that time, every show I have the Gilboard play the beloved Topper's theme song, and then it's my chance to slip out the side door and to luxuriate in over a minute of peace. An overwhelming narcotic peace that was badly needed by me as the coronavirus epidemic had begun already. And Topper's was behind schedule badly. My wife, Gail, had been riding me for not regrouting the gutters. And all my precious topiary hedges that I so love to maintain were looking as hairy and disheveled as a bunch of widespread panic aficionados. The final strains of the song poem warbled out of the gillboard, and I punched his eye button to launch the topper's theme song. Stood up, went out the door to the house house rest haven, and sat down, ready to drop some little topper's listeners off at the pool. <laughs> but before I could get started, my hand furtively grasped and reached in the antique wound sewing chest from Victorian times in which I keep my toilet paper. My hand searched in vain and caught only air. Where in the H-E double hockey sticks is my toilet paper? We were out. I demanded to know how this was possible. What the flying F is happening? Go! My wife was leaving me alone, though, so that I could complete my top earth program. Girl! She had left the house, taken the car. I knew not where to. Help me! And no one responded to my wounded bird-like cries. <laughs> Sitting back on the toilet, I realized that time was precious. Soon the gillboard would be done with the Topper's theme song, and I would be required to click the green OK button, uh -oh. which allows the song after the Topper's theme song to be dropped out of a large pneumatic chute into the gillboard's playing bellows, and then retransmitted out into internet radio. I got up with a start and ran just in time to verify a brand new topper by Juan Bastos, his loop de love from 1971, a Dutch treat. I temporarily saved the day, but looking down at my churning, roiling bowels, I realized I would not be so lucky next time. I would have to strap on the mobile mic, go out into the dangerous air, defying God, country, and logic itself in order to get toilet paper. It wouldn't matter how many times I had to play the Topper's theme song later on in the show. In a row, I was prepared to do it. I strapped the mobile mic onto my head, quickly chugged a bottle of Maalox, and ran down the steps. My wife was just returning with the car. Go! I informed her that I needed it. I informed her that I would be out for a little while, and as Topper's was recording, I quickly shushed her, Flip it. took the keys, hopped in, and was off at breakneck speed. I feel like Thumb and Louise, but there's no Louise. To the nearest grocery store. I didn't have much time, but I had a fair amount of hope. I saw you walking down the street. Your hair was hanging down to knees Your waist was waving like a ship The way you look made me sick I risked the glance, you gave a smile I couldn't breathe, felt really high Some other man were standing round You looked at me, this made me frown I asked you, baby, what's the time? You looked right deep into my eyes. It made me brave and soon you smiled. Said, what you gonna do tonight? I'm in the mood of going out. You 
held my hand and then we went to different places still I said come on and let us go to bed you made me singing love the love you made me singing love the love love the love the love the love love the love the love the love We're singing love the love the love We're doing love the love the love Love the love the love the love Love the love the love the love I kiss your lips and close your eyes You help me tight and kiss you twice You started loving in a way Well, there was nothing to be said And then you whispered in my ear It's time to play the work, my dear I hope you're really satisfied Another one's waiting outside You made me singing loop-de-loop You made me singing loop-de-loop Toppers. Thank <laughs> you. 
Cyrus. Badly needing to poo. I drove faster than usual, queuing the hits on the gillboard at red lights when I wasn't running them. The first stop on my itinerary in search of toilet paper was the Trader Joseph's store in Hollywood. A reliable store because it's usually empty. Because it is stuck in a maze of one-ways that's nearly impossible to get into and even harder to get out of without winding up across the river in Vancouver, Washington. A fate much worse than death. Especially for a man such as myself, with a deadly payload of fecal explosions about to go off at any minute in his bowels. Much like the hit film Speed, there was a bomb on the bus, hotshot. Though that was not the only film I was thinking of that Tuesday afternoon. I thought of many an apocalyptic movie, looking at all those empty streets, stray cats wandering around, unbroken rows of empty parking spaces, toe-headed little children crawling around their porches and peeling off the lead paint to eat like potato chips. Yeesh. Where am I? What's happening to us as a society? A whole world shut down. I hadn't been out of my house in a week. Hadn't realized that things were anywhere near that bad. As I arrived at Trader Joseph's, I saw that the line stretched around the block. This had never happened before. Moreover, they were spaced and in odd manner, standing on little X's of tape, like actors in a film that could only be called Grocery Store Lonelies. Nevertheless, my spirits were high. I found a convenient large spot right by the door. Hmm. Clearly marked handicapped, and thought to myself, in a way, hasn't this epidemic handicapped us all? And felt justified in taking it and the handicapped space next to it by parking horizontally in the vertical spots. Like a glove. I ran out of my car and into line and waited and waited. Many people weren't even standing the required six feet away from each other. They were standing more. They were leaving extra X's. Oh, come on. It took a long time, but finally I got to go into the Trader Joseph's and ran all the way to the paper products aisle. Upon turning the bend, it seemed clear that I'd hit pay dirt, and I had to shout for joy. A large selection of toilet paper rolls was available. All those rumors about shortages were clearly just stinking thinking. But upon closer inspection, I found that what I was looking at was a Potemkin village of paper towels. Yes, some cruel shopkeep had taken paper towels from their proper place on top of the shelf and moved them all toward the front of the middle aisles like a wailing wall of disappointment. And there was nary a roll of toilet paper to be found in this forest of falsies. All of a sudden my stomach gave a stab of discomfort in response. I looked around in vain for help, but no one would help me. I tried to talk to them, but they ran away from me like I was a monster. Clearly the store was not the answer. I ran out the same way I'd come in, hopped into my car and was off. I would try the unsafe way on Hawthorne, a sleepy store, even sleepier than this one, where surely no one was hoarding toilet paper and I could find some relief. As I drove, I flipped on the radio and heard them playing this helpful PSA that comforted my nerves. The following is a public service announcement by the Center for Disease Control in conjunction with Garbage Shack Incorporated and the Ad Council. Staying safe and avoiding COVID-19. Oh shit, you're gonna die. The coronavirus is all over your hands now. It's eating away at your hands. Don't touch your face with your hands. Don't ever touch your face or you're going to die. Everyone you know is going to die. Quick, kill yourself before you die. Don't touch your hands. Your hands are vectors for the virus. Don't ever look at them. And don't listen to this message or you're going to die. What are you doing, you idiot? Follow these instructions. And whatever you do, do not talk to anyone on the street. Stop breathing. Don't ever leave your house. Panic! Kill your dog. He's infected with the virus. But don't ever touch your face while you do it. Touch your face. You believe me? You fucking moron, never do that. There is no such thing as overreacting to the coronavirus. There is no such thing as overreacting to the coronavirus. Do not be careful. You cannot overreact too much. You're dying right now. Don't look at me, look down at the ground. Don't look at the ground, it's swarming with the virus. The virus is boring its way into your skull through your eyes. 
You can't taste food. You have a fever. Avoid all food. Water only gives the coronavirus more nourishment. Don't ever drink water. And stay hydrated. You're going to need all your strength to not die in the next two minutes. You're dying right now. The pain in your face is unbearable. You have to itch your nose or you will die. But if you touch your nose, it will kill you instantly. Calm down. Everyone around you is riddled with disease. They want to kill you. So kill them first. Don't let them touch you. Don't talk to them. Their mouths spray germs when they talk. Your mouth takes in germs when it opens. Do not say hello. Do not hit the brakes on your car if anyone is in the street. They are infected with the virus, and stopping your car will cause their air to kill you. Run them over now! Don't stop for anyone. Don't stop for anyone. Don't put your car into park when you arrive at your home. Leave it in drive and just jump out and abandon it. It's infected now. Hide in your house and never go outside. It's the only way to stay healthy. Cover your head with a plastic garbage bag and inhale deeply. Pain is coronavirus leaving the body. Do not breathe. Do not speak. You are going to die. It is the only way to escape the virus. There is no way to escape the virus. This has been a public service announcement by the CDC. Remember, you're not stuck at home. You're safe at home.
and its toppers. For some strange reason, the PSA had failed to calm my nerves. In fact, if anything, it had made me a bit more jumpy. Still, I drove on. Upon arriving, I found that unsafe way had sheer empty aisles where the toilet paper should be that stretched on, white and blank as Antarctica. No rolls, no medicated wipes. They didn't even have paper towels. Nothing. I was beginning to despair. I tried to use their restroom, but the mean janitor lady there blocked my path in, screaming something that I could not understand. What are you trying to tell me? I begged her. But she was unintelligible. Running back into the car, I realized that I would have to go far outside of my usual orbit. I would have to head into the heart of darkness, where no one ever goes who plans on leaving. A purgatory of lost souls, known only as Beaverton. That would be the only place where I had hope that no human being, or at least any known being who could be roughly described as human, had ever been shopping for TP. As I was driving, I realized that I was behind on this week's topper. Oh, crud! Looking down at the mobile mic as I drove with one hand, I flipped a number of switches and hit the This Week's Topper song. I had barely had time to even register what this week's would be, but it turned out that it was a timely song that everyone could get behind. I loaded into the toppers, talked her out, and put it on as I raced through the Tuesday afternoon. My entire body drenched in sweat, pedal to the metal. Well, the stores, they're all closed. Everyone is staying home. The coronavirus ain't no lie. You buy spaghetti and black beans. Live within your means. But there's one thing you can't get no matter how hard you try. Listen. Don't stock up on toilet paper you'll hate Because someday You gotta use it Don't stock up on toilet paper you'll hate Because someday You gotta use it It's a dirty Rocky Road with the terror fine load that you carry as you do your thing. And you were born to be the best, so don't set up for nothing less. Generic, it ain't the same. Don't stock up on toilet paper you hate Because someday You gotta use it Don't stock up on toilet paper you hate Because someday You're gonna use it It doesn't get into the crannies it falls apart in your hands because there's just one there's just one flimsy ply no so don't stock up on toilet paper you'll hate because someday you gotta use it don't stock up on
mwenzangu haududu Atishtuka na kugeuka haraka Sema kwa nini na mwita mdudu Nilishanga nikidua na limweleza Ni salamu kwa kizungu Ndive wataka viu kwa salimu wenzie Wajingani wengi kana huyo moja Ujidai hawajui kingereza Wakilewa tembo kukisema sana How do you do? Asikia Wakite mabio kimombo Wala siyo broken Wala sicha asili Wasikizili Mwenzangu haududu Hakishtuka na kugeuka haraka Sema kwa nini na mwita mdudu Nilishanga nikidua Mali mweleza Nisalamu kwa kizungu Nive wataka vyo Kwa salimu wenzie Awaonapo Sita kiutani sikia bwana Sigadabike mwenzangu Sipendi kuitwa mimi mdudu Toppers. As I drove, that week's topper, Don't Stock Up on Toilet Paper, by a band I'd never heard of, the District Clerks, failed to percolate in my mind. It didn't mean much to me. I could scarcely think of anything else but the ticking time bomb inside me. As I swerved through lanes of empty traffic, trying to get to 26, and the forgettable hellhole that is Beaverton. I was playing one topical topper after another, but nothing seemed to calm my jangled nerves. The whole world seemed to be convulsed with fear. Then, from my car window, I gasped as I saw a man lying face down on the sidewalk in broad daylight, possibly dead. But then upon closer inspection, I realized that his clothes were scraggly and he was most definitely homeless. So my nerves were put at rest. There was nothing strange going on here. There was no crisis, just everyday life. And yet, what if something bad happened somewhere? What if something bad was happening everywhere in the form of a scary disease? What were the charts telling me? That things looked a little bleak, perhaps? It seemed possible. on them. 
I drove through the afternoon, deep into the heart of Beaverton. Everything I heard on the radio, whilst Toppers was playing, only stoked my fears. Every single song, every newscast, spoke only of millions dying. No way to stop the virus, and no way out for humanity. I was getting off the 26 West, and sweating profusely, when a bumblebee somehow found its way into my car. To my horror, Go away. he perched exactly on the bridge of my nose, where I could see him as I rounded bends of traffic and pulled up behind no. a semi truck. I was about to brush him off when that popular hit song came on the radio. I listened, and as I listened, I withdrew my hand and sat there. Tapping on the gas again. I dared not touch my face. With my other hand, the piece of getting rid of the bee would not be worth the eternal torment of dying from the virus. Nothing was. Meanwhile, coiled tigers of poo tore at my guts. With my left hand as I drove, I managed to roll down the window. And just as the sun was ending, my bee nemesis flew out. Thank you. I breathed a sigh of relief. Was there not anything on the radio that I could hope to listen to that would not be filled with gloom and doom? Just one single program or song that did not remind me of the pandemic occurring around me. Come on, I flipped on the local jazz station. March 1931, uh. Blues Man Blind Willie Tell 
headed down to Mother this seemed promising. Time to learn finger technique from the artist who would become his mentor and best friend, Earl This Pete is old-timey stuff. Known to us as there is nothing threatening or contemporary going on Tell here. Was only 23 at the time, I can and finally relax and drive. With the Haystacks label in Ditchtown, Louisiana, a promising but inexpert country blues number titled A Fiddler's Fox. Preach on, my boring Haystacks brother. Haystacks number AO130. Yep, yep, Tell label numbers. Showed him Calming the latest down. 12-bar blues technique that he had witnessed in a morphine den in Chicago. And Blind Willie Tell adapted the form into this early country blues classic titled She Got It. Hmm. The A-side of Ace Records number 22. Recorded April 25th, That sounds very, very Let's relaxing. Now. Maybe got that Maybe huh. gonna die. He must be talking about a rhinoceros or something. How is that possible? How is this possible? How is everything about the damn coronavirus? God damn, looking bad. I couldn't take it. I was nearly out of my mind. I switched off the radio, pulled into a parking space outside of the Beaverton Asshole Foods, and vomited all over the pavement. I was losing my mind. The world was losing its mind. Would there be toilet paper ever again? Just like a paper Torn apart by idle hands Through the helter-skelter morning Fix yourself while you still can No more ashes to ashes
Trembling, literally soaked in sweat, I emerged from my car and frantically strapped on a rag to my face with rubber bands I had lying around the car. I had made a makeshift mask. I carefully walked, not moving my legs much, through the parking lot to my last hope, the Beaverton Asshole Foods, a strip mall boondoggle that had never managed to compete with the local Fred Meyer nearby. My butt told me I had little time to spare, and so I mumbled a tiny prayer to myself. Dear God, make me a bird so I can fly, fly far, far away. Dear God, make me a bird so I can fly, fly far away. And walked to the entrance. There, the machine gun armed 16-year-old security guard waved me through. Are you okay? Come on through. There was no line here. Even Bezos himself couldn't make anyone go to this poorly laid out, deeply alienating asshole foods. As I rounded bend after bend of greeting cards on display and $20 cucumber waters, despair nearly overtook me. I'm not strong enough to hold it anymore. Ow! But then there it was, the bathroom products aisle. I could barely bring myself to even look despite the pressure building. An elderly gentleman was in my way. Please kindly move, I asked him. If you don't get out of the way, it's tag you're in, old man. I'll touch you. And when he did not do so, I politely reminded him that I was in a bit of a hurry and that life is finite. I will shit all over myself and you if you do not move. Coronavirus is transmitted that way too. Finally, he moved. There it was, the toilet paper section. Nearly stark and barren except for one curious, tiny roll. It was a single roll, not the kind that you get at a house for yourself, but the type that you get for an Airbnb that you own and operate. And one, you're not sure, you don't want to just burn down for the insurance money. It was of the strange brand known only as Guest House, a generic brand that no human being would ever want to use themselves like a tangled nest of dingleberries waiting to be unfurled. A veritable hand grenade of shrapnel, flimsily constructed. I grabbed it and stared at it. It was only 99 cents. This was my least favorite type of toilet paper, and yet now it was mine. And I was going to be okay. I was going to be okay. I cried a little bit right there and then. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> It's been rough on me, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then as I turned to go, the melodic strains of this week's topper echoed in my mind. What was it trying to tell me? What did it mean? As I puzzled and puzzled, a strange feeling came over me. Not one of defeat, but one of control. You know what? I get it. I really get it. And with a wizened and yet sad smile, I placed the toilet paper back on the shelf, or rather a different shelf, where vitamins were supposed to go, and walked away from it. I walked around the bend and came at the home products aisle from the other end. I would not stuck up on toilet paper I'd hate. Future me would thank me for my decision. I was worth it. I was going to live, I finally realized. But there was one last thing for me to buy. And that, dear Toppers listeners, brings us to nowadays. For the thing that I purchased was a blue... <coughs> was a blue plastic bucket. And that, <coughs> rather than some toilet paper that would just make me sad, is what I stocked up on. So it's been a rough few weeks, in some ways, but another one's a very rewarding time for me. Because I finally figured out my priorities. Me and my butt... <coughs> My bucket friend. And now, I don't even need toilet paper. I have a shower. 
and a bucket and a radio show full of hits. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm glad you could come on this journey with me. Together, we'll get through this. Show sure.